0: I'm now in my 30th year working to restore nature in forests and on farms, mostly across the north of England. 30 years ago, I left the city and my old job behind. I hung up my suit and tie and went off to plant trees. It's a decision I've never regretted. I'm Pete Leeson. Welcome to Series 2 of Tree Amble Podcast. This is a podcast about people and farming and trees and nature and how we can all do much better. Welcome back to Triamble Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying this series. Today we go and talk to Chris Neve on a site in Yorkshire and uh, as you get into the interview you'll hear all the different elements of what Chris has been up to on the site. Importantly Chris and Helen have decided at some point to actually do something about nature conservation. They don't come from a nature conservation background. But as you can tell from the interview, they've decided, they've made a decision to invest time and money into protecting nature. And that really comes across. Chris is passionate about, about his outcomes. He's been a joy to work with, and I hope that comes across in this interview. So morning, Chris. Good morning, Pete. Nice to see you again. It's a while since I've been on this site, and uh, it's changed, isn't it?
1: It has changed um, mainly, mainly um, because we we needed to have an improved access. You might remember that getting off the road onto this site proved to be actually quite a dangerous <laughs> manoeuvre, primarily because um, you had to sort of stop on the wrong side of the road, nowhere to park and and then try and open a gate. And uh you know you, you, we're a bit of a, a hazard really we can almost cause accidents and or be in one ourselves if we didn't we didn't do something about it. So we've created a new opening off the road which means you can actually get off the road before you need to before you reach a gate which is great. Um, not without its pretty mass- massive massive Um, job of getting over a water main which required its diversion which you can imagine with a utility took rather a lot of time and effort and negotiation but we got there eventually and then we could put the track and get up to the through the woods and up to the site of a new barn which is our sort of base now like our farm office really
0: so, just, I suppose, go back a stage, really, but we are... This is called Bankwoods Farm, isn't it? It's called... Yes, it's Bankwoods Farm. That's right, yeah. And uh, we, we'd we met, I suppose, on a previous site. You bought a site and did some work, which is where we first came together, which is... Gosh, that was it.
1: Well, but I know when it was, because it was 2010. Right. We, I was going to say 12 or 13 yeah, years ago. Yeah, and uh, it, was, it was absolutely amazing, Pete, to... Have met you at that point and i mean the advice and guidance you gave us was was absolutely vital and crucial because we were completely excuse the terrible pun green <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you really didn't know anything about ecology or uh, you know oh i'm about to take you off the edge of a we well, just uh, had on a yeah, cliff here well, where we? i don't well, know why i took you quite that way that's okay right. just skirt past the edge of the quarry and um yeah, we didn't really know how we could turn a rough bit of uh, grazing in a, in a floodplain into, into a nature reserve, really, which is what
0: we always wanted to do. And you say you always wanted to do it, but you, you're, you were a man of business, weren't you? So you, you, you had this dream of using the proceeds of the sale of the business to go and do green things. That's, that's really where it came from, wasn't it?
1: It is where it came from, yes. Um, we, me, meaning my wife and I, and family really were all just getting so worried about the direction of travel for nature um, you know just it's, it it, it's, it was everywhere it was on the, it was on the news it was on all programs you know the sort of david Attenborough type thing you just you just saw wherever you were in the world, humans were basically occupying or affecting the wilderness to such a massive extent that nature was retreating, retreating everywhere and that just just absolutely horrifies me <laughs> completely and i was, we just thought is there anything we can do as a family just to sort of reverse the trend in a in a what was really a token way but just just rather than sit and worry at home and watch all these terrible programs on tv just Actually, say, okay, we're just going to give nature a bit of a chance in this one spot near York.
0: And and that's and that's what you did. You bought land. We helped you at that time with some advice and support. Um, and you, it, it was quite. There's some lower lying bits which flooded annually, and some higher bits which we did a forest of flowers site on, wasn't there? That's right. Yeah. And so we turned that with the deep plough. We put wildflower seeds into it. And I remember. Um, on site, that autumn, you were almost in tears <sighs> because we pushed up a flock of goldfinches oh, yeah. off that site, which had been previously really hammered ecolo- uh, ecologically. And it was just the most amazing thing, wasn't it, to have this site within six months turned around to have wildlife on it. I
1: know. And, and that, that, you know, that still absolutely thrills me that you can make a difference in such a short time. Um, I mean... The the fact is, it, it seems that it seems really that na- it's not it's not too late, really, because nature. If you just give it a little bit of a space and time, it can sort of okay. it can just come back and recolonize and uh, pick up where it almost where it left off, as it feels like. Um, and that really was was so yeah, as you say really powerful message for us and inspirational really because we thought well hmm well if you can do it once maybe you can do it again
0: yeah so what was that site that's about 22 acres or something what take, yeah a little it? bit bigger 26 i think and you've added you've added to that as well oh
1: yes we got another little we were fortunate to be able to acquire from a neighbor that moved away another seven acres so yes it's uh we've not sort of <laughs> to use a building phrase, we've knocked through. Knocked through to <laughs> next door. <laughs> yeah, to next door. Um, which actually involved um, Mike, who you've just met, our land manager, uh, who's been worked in conservation his whole life, really. Well, his whole working life, I mean. yeah And uh, so he could just help us put another path through what was a fairly dense patch of, and I'm sad to say, quite a lot of. Of, of dead ash trees in that yeah. section, yeah. for the obvious reason, so uh, he could create a path without, of course, without harming a living tree, and uh, and now you can walk away through to both sites. Yeah, so that was the
0: first, I suppose, site you had, and then this was the second one. This was and the second I, one. And I think we helped you again, come here, and, and and sort of think about what you might do in this space and actually while we've got to that point we might as well describe where we are because we've just walked up from your new barn through what was quite intensely managed grazing fields but sat between two ancient woodlands absolutely yeah and now we're we're stood in what looks quite a lot rougher grass now um still the two ancient woodlands but this has quite a different feel from when i remember it last
1: yeah, well of course, as you say, it is rougher. We we actually don't graze this bit now, we only annually cut it uh, and we do make a bit of silage from it um, because and we'll get there, I think of course, is that we've actually got a conservation herd of, of belted galloways up there. So um, we do need some extra feed, particularly um at this time of year where the grass hasn't started to come back yet and um, they, even though they've got a large area up there, they, they still need a little bit of supplementary feed to keep them happy. Um, but
0: supplementary feed cut from the site? Cut
1: from the site, oh yes, yeah. We've you're, not never even, it,
0: you're not bringing it in? No, there's no. nothing ever brought in. But this is this is more interesting grass than when we were here before. And certainly I can see some wildflower seed heads over there. I mean, Underneath the snow, because it has been snowing, um, still an early spring down, you can hear the we can hear streams and yeah. birds in the background, but this is clearly a, a richer meadow than I think I remember. Well,
1: in fact, so much
0: richer than
1: we realised. I mean, the seed bank must have been in there because yeah. we've we subsequently, uh, having acquired it and and, and allowed it to um, to rest and and catch up, if you like. We had a. Um, A group of botanists from this area come and they spent a whole day on the sort of on their hands and knees, practically some of them uh, all armed with uh, with books and and, and another ID, um, you know, ID technology and things and established that there are 70 wildflower species in this um, in this area of grassland and the associated more ancient woodland floor. Uh, so, so rich, in fact, that we've been able to designate this area a sink status, a site of importance for nature conservation, which is not quite as high as a triple SI, mm. but it's like one step down. So it's important. We've given it a bit more protection, if you like, although hopefully it doesn't need protection because we're going <laughs> to protect yeah, it, but yeah. you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, exactly. It's designated, yeah, yeah. it's officially accepted that this is an important place for. Um, for species and biodiversity,
0: so I can see some self-heal, um, just flower heads down through there, and and the seed heads, which is fantastic. Yeah. So so we've got these two ancient woodlands we've got this lovely meadow that you're cutting on yeah. an annual cycle, yeah. presumably after the after the flowers have oh, yeah, seeded, absolutely, yeah. And that's going silos and that's feeding your 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 herd, herd. small herd yes. of belted galloways. Small
1: herd, yeah. There's there's um, we've actually got twelve suckling cow herd, uh, and but we also have. A bull actually, now not with them because right. he's related to some of them, so he's like a half brother. Yep, um, and a bullock keeps him company as well at the moment. Um, and he probably will, well, he's already done it once, he'll be going right. out and, right. and doing what he, lo- he loves best, right. okay, um, yep. soon with uh, again. But, uh, but the 12, um, the 12, but F- females and and calves are up there, um, doing um, a job for us really, which is just to um, graze a quite a um, large area really, relative to the numbers of, of animals, and um, and they've actually got some friends as well up there. There's some Exmoor
0: ponies. Right, okay, right.
1: So <laughs> together they're doing that job for us,
0: and that job is is grazing the grass so that it. It doesn't go away to scrub well yeah, i mean it's, it's it
1: is a rewilding project, so there is scrub developing i mean wh- when we first came here we I was a bit concerned about the the accelerating march of the gorse, yeah. and I was thinking, oh crumbs the 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 whole area is going to, is just going to be like a well a monoculture's the wrong word, but a single single species as, as sort of gorse takes over, but in fact. Um, with the animals, that you don't really get that. You get like a patchwork thing and um, you certain, and, and it certainly encourages um, the creation of, of, of better habitat. Um, so, I mean, we're going to be coming into the nesting season now and, and gorse does provide fantastic cover and habitat for some of our small bird species and... Moreover, I mean, you, this is obviously uh, a visual thing, but yeah. we can describe it.
0: So we've just come up from what was the ancient woodland below, and this is the, the this is a scrubby area, so it's all gorse, big hawthorns with their... I mean, they would have had berries on not too long ago. They've been stripped, haven't they? And then this birch, that's that's coming into the gorse and seeding and successfully getting away because the gorse has protected it. Yeah. Um, so this is the extension of the ancient woodland up the, up the hill, isn't it?
1: Well, it well it will be. Uh, give give it time. It definitely is. Yeah. That's where the, the seeds have come from. And um, yeah, it's 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 at a really exciting phase. Um, we've we're um, basically just, as I say, a combination of naturally regenerating flora we have got the uh, the beast the, the, the cattle um, that are um, just doing enough grazing uh, it's then you know they and their the, the you know their their manure uh, spreads the seed the uh, their hooves um, with the pressure of you know, all bearing down on just four points on their, on their, on their feet presses the seed into the soil and we really see the results of that. Right. You, if, you, if you were here, in say two or three months' time, um, the, the number of flower species now that are coming up. I mean, we see we see huge, great patches of harebells. I mean, right. it, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's it, for example. But there's all all manner of stitchwort and and oh, I mean, uh, Helen knows the species better than me, and uh, they're just they're just coming back. It's it's fabulous.
0: So this is an interesting place, isn't it? We've got we've got an old framework of agriculture here. So walls, bits of ancient woodland, small pastures. It's on a it's on a south facing slope. Um, but when we arrived, there was a, it was it was heavily sheep grazed, wasn't it? And we didn't see this ecology, yeah. that change of grazing management to a lower overall density, but with a bigger beast, yeah. has allowed that restoration
1: that's it and uh i mean we were of course advised and told that that was the the the, the way we should go um again you know we didn't in inherently know that but we've learned it along the way and, and you have seen it you've seen and it, come it out and have seen it yeah yeah, yeah yeah and and you're right we uh, we had to um you know give notice to the the sheep grazier on on this part
0: um, because that, you know, that, that, that didn't fit in with the plan. Yeah. So, so fitting in with the plan, I mean, this is, this is an interesting one. We have this debate about food security. We have this concern, perhaps, that uh, this type of farming is a middle class. It's, it's only for the wealthy. It's, it's kind of one of these issues that we have to think about. Um, and we do need to feed people. And are we, is there a potential problem here that we are just following a kind of individualistic approach to food creation, or is this... How do you respond to that? Well, um, it's, it is a
1: complex area, I, d- I don't deny that. But we have to accept the fact that just because we did things a certain way, we sh- we should, that we shouldn't make any changes. Unfortunately, the world is changing and we we, we've got to adapt and if it is a middle-class thing i'm not going to i'm not going to automatically deny that but maybe that bit of extra money that's being pumped in is needed to help the change and and i actually think the government need to focus some of their resources in this area too, and help people who don't necessarily have them themselves to start to adapt. And, I mean, when it comes to food, I mean, okay, I would say this, wouldn't I? I, 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 I've been a vegetarian for decades. I'm now actually more even almost entirely vegan. And and you say, well, you'd say that anyway. But I know we don't need to eat as much meat as we do. And unfortunately, the the consumption of meat in the quantity that's have is damaging the environment. Yeah. And so, um, I'm sorry. I don't have to. Uh, why should I apologise? Maybe we should just do a bit less animal hus- uh, raising and move more to to vegetables, which use a, definitely a tenth of the land area. Hmm. Arguably, it might even be considerably. Um, less than that uh, certainly you know it's, it's it's that sort of order of magnitude less land is needed to p- produce the same level of nutrients calories and and actually it's a healthier diet yeah. so i do believe sincerely that that's the, the way forward and also and i think you may have covered this already you know with raising animals the way we do we're, e- we're even bringing in resources from elsewhere in the world and that and that isn't right because that's having a massive impact so um no you don't all have to be veggie overnight but i think you know if it's if you're eating four times a week meat maybe twice instead and and
0: and enjoy the veg (laughs) (laughs) that's really passionate i i've I've been a vegetarian now for 35 years but what i I also have realised is there's a culture, there's a history, there's employment, there's people, there's all sorts of things that are going on in the countryside that are there because of a different history. Um, and that's what we should be supporting in some way. But projects like this one, where you're utilising animals for a purpose, seems to me to be one way forward to show us a different route, really. So high-quality meat production, which has nature conservation with it,
1: yeah, I mean that's absolutely right, and um, I think that I think there is that balance, uh, and and also I don't think we have to um, we don't have to destroy all the culture and the history. We just we just need to make enough change. I mean, it's likely that this kind of management of the of the land will actually end up employing more people. Rather than
0: less, so that's got to be a good thing for the for the rural community. You spoke a few minutes ago about this the the, the heavy animal hoof making holes in the grass and seeing and seeing seeding going into those holes. We're just here, we're underneath some alder. Some alder has seeded in, and we've got the catkins of the alder just sat, literally in the hoof prints. Yeah. So you can see that process yeah, in action with the alder seed. It's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so are you so you obviously we talked about where you came from, what your ideas were you 've now got a company that's managing this yeah project.
1: We, we have we 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 were talking before about sort of let's just head up that slightly that yeah. way yeah. about um, you know can we do it again and and, and and reproduce the concept, but on a bigger scale, and we realized that actually. The only sustainable, and by that I mean every every aspect of that word, way of doing it would be to um, have an enterprise with income, which can support all of the activities and the employee and pay the salaries of those employed in doing the work. And so we came up with the idea of make it wild. That's our our company, and make it wilds. Uh, mission statement if you like is it's not our aim to protect nature it's our purpose okay. so that's our that's our driving force we even kind of have this thing where we say if we only make a decision we just sort of say well what would what would nature say about that decision before we make it and try to keep to our principles and ethos that way but we need an income i've just said that i mean you can't do it without that so we have created nature rich assets on the land and we can make those available to others and third parties and businesses and who will in in turn you know pay us some revenue to keep doing what we're doing Mm -hmm. so for example An individual can dedicate a single tree, whether it might be in memory of someone, it might be celebrate a a really big occasion, a new birth or a wedding or something, all the way to a large business. And we have some household names now. Right, okay. You know, working with us. And they might offset their carbon for a whole year with uh, helping us plant the necessary number of trees in in a suitable area
0: to do that. Right. Yeah. Okay, and you're now on your well, I, we saw this week your eighth and ninth, is it? Yeah, little reserves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, eighth and ninth. We just literally
1: uh added to, to the number this week, and um, yeah, we will uh, we expect very much that that, that particular location will be good for reforesting, yeah. um, with, with uh,
0: native broadleaf, you know, UK n- yeah. <clears throat> woodland. Yeah, okay. So, and you've got a complex of habitats, haven't you? So we've obviously got grasslands. We're looking at grasslands on the top of the hill where the Belties are, and your Exmoor ponies, into gorse scrub here and trees down into your ancient woodlands. Um, but I know you've got wetland sites as well.
1: Yeah, we we we
0: well, we love water, so to speak, and <laughs> and,
1: and, we, and we try and encourage it wherever possible. We, you, you, I mean you you Pete know, will know this very well. You know the concept of leaky dams. We yeah. we we've, we've put quite a few of those in on the water courses. Um, which you know slow the flow, uh, uh, particularly at times of uh, heavy rainfall, and then it, and then you know the the, the dams sort of silt up a bit, and you get spreading out of a boggy, wet area, and that's that's really um, a uniquely important habitat in its own right. Um, we we've, we we've, we've got freshwater ponds. Uh that we've dug. I think we're on about our fifteenth now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, ponds actually has turned out to be arguably the hardest thing to recreate naturally. Yep. Um most of the ones we dug don't hold water all year round, even yep. though you know we've tried as many ways of doing that before we resort to a liner <laughs> because mm. you know we didn't really want to have to. Um but we have scrapes, and they are seasonally wet anyway, yeah. and that 's fine and yeah. they, and we get we, you know we are seeing amphibians you know the frogs and toads and newts come and use these uh, environments, so that 's great that 's what we wanted yeah. uh, and slowly, but surely the plant the, 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 the freshwater plants are colonizing them too. that takes quite a long time actually, as we 've yeah. discovered, um, in fact, a lot slower than the arrival of mandarin ducks, which is the first <laughs> occupants of, uh, of the pond we did down there. Um, but yes, the really exciting project, really on a bigger scale, a wetland restoration. Um, I'm, I'm, No one wants to uh, accelerate time, but I kind of think, ooh, I wonder what it would be like when you look back in 10 years' time, what that's going to be like, because we have uh, fortunate to own a sixty five acre site, which floods I think yeah. I think the Environment agency wants it to flood, the yeah. way they've done historically done the buns and, yeah, yeah, and allowed yeah. the water in, yeah. even when it's not the rivers' really not that high yeah. so that that will get several inundations a year at the moment. Yeah but it, but it always it always dissipates it always escapes yeah. down all the drainage channels yeah, 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 and ditches yeah, 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 and everything yeah, yeah. and even through holes in the bund i think i don't know whether they're deliberate or they've just occurred and never been yeah. renovated or whatever but um so we're just going to gradually not overnight just see what happens if we scrape a bit here fill a ditch there yeah. And just allow that some of that water to to, hold, to hold and stick around. And I know that when when the water comes anyway, we get we get such massive flocks of of of, you know geese and ducks of so many different species and 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 waders and everything else. They come, but just for a short time, and then they fly away again. We want them to stay because we would we would actually think this this could be. It's called, it's called Skitbridge. be Skitbridge Wetland Reserve, in, yeah. and, 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 and we'll have people
0: stopping and watching them all day long, I hope. People is very much one of your things, isn't it? So what you've done here, you've created a classroom, haven't you? We have. We, we
1: have done exactly that. We've, um, because we've, we recognise that um, if you're really serious about spreading the word about nature recovery, you have got to get people enthused and involved, and, and 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 because you know this isn't this isn't going to work as a tiny sort of one-off operation. You actually need people to go out there and say, mm, you know, I quite like the idea of doing that, or even rewilding my garden, or whatever it is. So so we have nature-based activities. Uh, there's woodland crafts. There's foraging. There's mindfulness walks. There's uh, so we 're doing all those we 've got as you say we 've got a we 've got an indoor space now um where um we can you know we can hold meetings and seminars and community groups and all that um and yeah and we plus we have a huge band of of really um amazing volunteers right and we have a volunteer session every single week and um and they have been a complete inspiration to us they 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 absolutely (laughs) love getting stuck in it doesn't matter whether we're repairing a stone wall or we're digging a pond or um i don't know collecting some tree tubes from from our project 10 years ago Um, you know whatever whatever i mean we organize a rotor of of events and uh, and and tasks and uh, yeah and that's what um what we get stuck in I think the um, there's there's something like two hundred people on that list
0: now. So you've turned here, what was, yes, a sheep farm, so it's producing meat and food, but it was one person's land. Yes, you've turned that into a space, which, you've now got, how many people a year coming to? Oh goodness. Um... Sounds like hundreds.
1: Yes, D- yes, hundreds. It, 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 certainly it will be it, hundreds. Measured in the hundreds, yeah. Um, sorry.
0: And it, do you feel that this is being part of a? It's become part of the community.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, it has. Um.
0: I tell you what, rather than unlock it, yeah, why don't we the, climb the, over? The
1: padlocks <laughs> escape round the
0: uh, round the other side. We just we're just hoofing ourselves <laughs> over. <laughs> over a deer gate into the woodland and actually I'm you know I'm just I'm just joyful this is fantastic because last time I saw this wood it had been grazed and we can now see dog's mercury it's early spring see dog's mercury that's the first up last down as I always call it with its not particularly interesting little white flower coming but we've got um wild garlic coming in we've got ransoms coming in I saw some bluebells over there. There's yeah. a little patch of bluebells coming in. This is fantastic. So this is restoring. And I see you've got, a, you've got a deer fence. That's why we just climbed over the gate, actually. A deer fence around the ancient woodland.
1: Yeah, we... Um, we, again, with advice, we realised that, um, sadly, uh, an ancient woodland like this, w- its, its prognosis, for want of a better word, for the future, was actually quite poor in that it's 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 got some <coughs> fantastic old mature trees, but nothing much else is coming through and so when they would eventually go um unfortunately they it, they wouldn't be be replaced um, because deer were browsing all the new seedlings um and, and and saplings that 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 would appear and uh you know as I say, in fact, the only, the only tree that we know would be, still would be here would be holly, because they seem to not take such an interest in that. So, uh, with the exception of holly, I don't think there would be much left uh, of, the, of the diversity of the woodland that, that we see today. So, we needed to do something about that. And I'm afraid it just was a question of, I'm afraid we had to exclude the deer, um, at least for 20 30 years, to, uh, to give the ch- the woodland the chance to, to recover and, and behave like it should be. Um, so that's a, not, that's a long-term vision for this area. It's about 30 acres of woodland and it required nearly two kilometres of deer right, fence.
0: Okay. That's quite a lot, Yeah. quite expensive as well. Well it
1: was expensive, thankfully there was at least a countryside stewardship Grant, which
0: contributed to, uh, to some of that cost, about probably about half of it. And I mean, we are now in in that woodland, and you know we're looking up at. Um, we've got some big ash in here, sycamore, oak, cherry. Uh, there's some alder. Looks like this has been coppiced in the past that older, so it's probably been worked this woodland for some for some period. And as you say, holly as well. Some fairly fairly substantial hollies. But there isn't much under the, the
1: under, under the, that canopy, the, is there? No, no. there isn't. So,
0: And this is probably the state a lot of woods have been in for a long time. And I, I'm really conscious that when we go for a walk with people, and say, oh, it's oh oh, what a fantastic woodland. And I'm there going, ooh, well, it's not actually that good. Sorry. No, you know, no. and think, oh, it's, but it's woodland, it's got big trees. It's, yes, but it's not dynamic, it's not vital. It hasn't no. got the energy no. you'd hope from a woodland. And that's certainly what we found when we came here, was yes, ancient woodlands, yes, flora, but they were in a state that they 'd been grazed through they were they were very porous boundaries, and actually those woodlands they 'd still be here in fifty years' time, but they might not be here in one hundred and it 's the time scale of these old woodlands they 've been around yeah, in a sense forever, certainly mapped in sixteen hundred ish yes as as being woodlands then so they, we know they 've been around for four hundred years, but they 're slowly declining, and that slow decline generationally for us isn't very visible but when you when you realise over maybe your grandfather or your grandson or daughter or yeah. grandmother might not recognise what you see today and that's sad isn't it? Yeah absolutely. So yeah. looking after these is really critical. I believe so
1: and um and hopefully the again I keep I keep saying this hopefully the government will help um, with this area because we've we 've only got i think it 's is it two and a half percent of our ancient woodland that 's remaining i think given you know going back to mm. sort of Tudor times or whatever, and we have to look after what what yeah. we 've got because it 's really precious i mean this is the equivalent of the rainforest of, of the uk i mean yeah it doesn't behave
0: like a rainforest but it's it's as precious as well you say that but here it isn't but actually we've got we've got plenty of, of ancient woodlands that are now considered rainforest again yes
1: so is it like is it the caledonian ones is it all well what? it's
0: it's it's a it's a climactic belt okay so really it's where belt. we have enough rain yeah. and ancient forest okay together yeah. so
1: that's right yeah so
0: that's there. so but where we are now is not is not quite in that zone but it's still ancient woodland of very high value but what's lovely now is you've got this complex of habitats which you're improving with your conservation grazing mm-hmm. of wildflower-rich meadows and some wetlands yeah. and some areas you're re-wetting with yeah. your, your leaky yeah. dams and the ancient woodland.
1: Yeah, well that's why we fell in love with this place because it, it has such a patchwork of, of of habitats and and for us, um, you know, we don't quite have the luxury of, um, of a, 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 a ginormous area which you can... You rewild and, and attract a, a multitude of species you 've actually got to slightly help um, a bit more a bit more hands on and say right well we're going you know're we're helping we 're helping the wetland species we 're helping the woodland species we 're helping the grassland species and um, yeah this site has it all, hmm. and we 've just got to um, to try to keep helping those individual areas. Um, for, for the maximum effect, if you like,
0: but that habitat restoration is joyful, isn't it? That that's really yeah. Yeah. It, it's helping it go from you know it's already good, yes. or it's got the elements, but yeah. it's then taking that to the best place possible, isn't it?
1: Well, it, it is exactly right, and we see it. We're seeing the effects of it. For example, if you let um, if you let grasslands, um, you know, grow to the extent to which they do. Uh, and uh, then you, the first one of the first things that, that recovers, if you like, are all the small mammals that live yeah. amongst it. Yeah. And they've got the cover and the protection and everything. So, and of course, what loves to eat mice and voles? Owls and other raptors and things. Yeah. Well, every time we put a barn owl box up or yeah. a tawny owl box up, they're getting occupied. Yeah. And we, you know, last year we, we, we know that we fledged in one box three young owlets, uh, barn owlets, Um, and we were fortunate to have a lady who is licensed to handle and and ring them. So, you know, we we, we did that exercise Uh, and we've had to put more boxes up because those fledglings, you know, they need a home of their own. You know, they can't compete with their own parents and so on. So, you know, we are seeing that you can create a bit of a local ecosystem just by doing you know what
0: we're doing brilliant and, it, and i can see in your face that it, that, that you, this is this is now your life's work isn't it yeah, I, can, yeah. I can see that this is what you...
1: <laughs> yeah i mean we maybe started a, a little bit later than uh, we might have wanted but it is it's sort of uh, it, 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 you know what what we will occupy us and forever
0: now yeah definitely so your business days are they behind you and this is this is what you're doing or are well, you well
1: it's it's it... <laughs> It is yeah, in, in the, the business in the sense of the way I uh, you know live the, the first part of my life, if you like working life but but this is still a business yeah. and so I've had to um, employ some of the same principles um, in this in this line as I've had to you know in other I, I, you know I had a, a laser eye treatment organization and a yeah. network and uh, you would say, well, that's nothing to do with ecology, and and it isn't. But running a, an organisation um, to make sure that you know you look after your your clients and that you have the right, you know, you have the the materials, the raw materials, and you have the it's all it's all similar principles. Um, where it's just that the product here is, well, you know, for us, it's, it's nature. <laughs> Nature and people. And and people, of course it is. Absolutely right, yeah.
0: So we've just come out of the ancient woodland block into the area, which I think we... One of the first areas we helped you with, really, when you you came here, which is a big area of planting. Um, And I'm looking at, at young older, which are probably now 10, 12 feet high. We've got birch, we've got... Uh, well, there's one or two sycamore. There's lime in there as well, lime, fantastic. Yeah, lime, yeah. it's, do you know what? It's, it's my favourite. I think really Still. Is, is it? Don't tell the aspen because I love the aspen as well. But <laughs> <laughs> but that the the red colour on those small leaf lime is is fantastic this time of year. It's a it's a beautiful colour plant and that will be brilliant for bees later on. And there's oak as well yeah. and um, and field maple I can yes, see. Yes,
1: field maple. Yeah.
0: So this is a lovely, rich. Uh, planted addition to our ancient woodland. Um, do you Are you concerned that perhaps some people might say you should have let, just let the woodland expand of its own accord or, or do you think planting's been a, a necessary thing here?
1: Well, um, you could argue that uh, in a purest way the um, you, you, best thing to do would have been just to let it gradually regenerate and the two woodlands or... In fact, actually, there's yeah, several more, different there's, there's pieces there's box, here. Yeah. There's, te- yeah. there's technically four distinct pieces, each with a name, in fact. But um, you could say, well, they alternate they they would re- they would reconnect. The planting has definitely accelerated that, and um, and and that provides um, yeah, it provides cover uh, as well for. So we you know we see more hair on here, yeah. um, and. Uh, you know, really, we, we, we accept the fact that sometimes intervention um, just advances the thing more quickly. Yeah. And I've said also that we, you know, we 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 have a we have customers to to satisfy here. So the, there is a bit of a crop here. Not that we'll chop the trees down for timber, but the crop in this sense is these trees are are effectively absorbing carbon. For climate change mitigation or they are be, the ones
0: on the paths are available for dedications and so on mm. okay but you've you've also got plastic tubes here and we've talked about the deer already but i'm assuming that those are necessary to... well
1: yeah that, that's a really interesting point because um we we first of all planted before we had deer fence so we definitely needed um we definitely needed the protection for the young trees um, but even after the deer fence um, we were we we yeah, we still have a job to make sure they don't they aren't always finding a way in and yes, so on yeah. so until we can be absolutely sure that we're completely deer free in this enclosure um, we will probably leave those on
0: yeah okay um is there a plan for them to be taken off and recycled or
1: oh yeah well in fact we we always reuse ours if we can yep um or if they have to be not not so much destroyed to remove them or they've they've or they've or they burst out with the with the expanding trunk um then actually they still can be reused if if you you, you know your wire or something like that and and um if we don't reuse them that way, very often there are charities that take them from us that do. Yep. But but the ultimate fate for some in really poor condition is we have an energy from waste plant uh, in our area. Mm. And, you know, they will take them and uh, at least the plastic and en- the energy value in the plastic is being used to heat, you know, homes and so on in North Yorkshire. So it's, okay. it, it's better than nothing. Yeah, it's than it's nothing. not landfill anyway. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, OK so you have a plan which is
1: oh yeah Yeah, but but it's reuse first and and
0: and, and it saves money Pete so I mean why wouldn't you do that anyway yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah um I've just stopped here because there's two two things one is the short tube yeah um actually this this is um it's a a dogwood but it's not getting Mm. above the short tube this is commonly a problem um I think is what Oliver Rackham called these short tubes, deer lunch boxes? Yeah, exactly right. So with with some of these, there's definitely a deer pressure on them, even though you've you've deer fenced, so So that's obvious. The other thing is actually, what, we're mid-March, and we've just got the most stunning um, catkins on this alder here. Um, The alder bark is slightly flecked, but the catkins are, what, um, 50... Uh, 50 yeah. millimetre, 75 yeah, millimetres, 75 yeah, yeah, millimetres long yeah, yeah. wonderful shades of, of browns and of course there's male and female catkins on the same plant so it's just, it just fantastic yeah, it to just think fantastic. you planted this tree and now it's yeah. having its own seed yes. which the cattle are treading into the ground up the hill yeah. amazing isn't it? Yeah, it is amazing um, see tree planting is brilliant isn't it? it is because it, is. <laughs> it just gives you, it gives you not instant feedback but pretty quick feedback doesn't it?
1: And we've got some that are in a particularly wet patch down there yeah. that are absolutely flying. I mean, they, they love it there. So um, yeah, but even here, I mean, they're doing very well. Um,
0: one of the benefits on a site like this, which is relatively steep and takes quite a lot of water, yeah. is the reduction flows of water off the site. Are you noticing any change to your water management up here?
1: Um, well, we we um, we we've, we. We've if we, if ever a drain or anything is broken, yeah. we don't mend it. Yeah. Um, we haven't actively um, blocked drains here, but, um, th- uh, but and of course there is there is still runoff because of because of the gradient. But um, but we, for example, that pond there, yeah, it takes um, takes runoff from up near the new building mm. and we deliberately, if you like, even mm. piped it down to, yeah, yeah. To, to keep that filled. So yeah, I think we, and, and the leaky dams and so on that we've put in, they definitely will be reducing downstream the water, but… Um, you haven't measured it? I haven't measured it,
0: no. No, okay. No. I, it's just a, an interesting point because obviously this kind of thing is what we're talking about for natural flood management purposes. Um, and it is useful, but as you say, you've got to measure it to make to yeah, make absolute I, certain about that. I, I don't know that for no. sure. No. Yeah. So we're just wending our way through the plantation back to the bit of ancient woodland we started our journey in this morning. Um, I have to say, having not seen the site now for three or four years, right, yeah. and coming back again, it's it's amazing to see the changes. <laughs> um, and. What is lovely is the fact you've you are repeating this and you're doing this again. Um, when are you going to stop? <laughs> or I well, going to stop? Um,
1: no plans to stop at the moment. I mean, we're building up, you know, a team of of, uh, of active employers and employees and um, and volunteers. We've got um, expertise. Um, that's joining us all the time. I, I, I mean, there's no reason, really, why the Make It Wild concept can't continue to, to develop. In fact, we have landowners now, uh, and we're about to, we're literally about to, if you like, sign up our first one, who, they're remote from us. Remember, right. In fact, that particular one is in, is in is, is the Buxton area, sort of near the sort okay. of Cheshire-Derbyshire border. Right. And um, so it's not our land. We won't manage it, but Make It Wild will run it under the umbrella. OK. Yeah. Almost like a franchise concept. Right, OK. So, you know, they will be meeting the same sort of standards and ethos and, and expectations that we want here. They will be delivering for us there. and And probably it will attract... Just because, although although we do have national interest uh, from companies and so on, what we do and sh- and partner with us, you you would definitely see a concentration in in Yorkshire, yeah, because it's on their patch, yeah, you know, yeah. and and you know if they're looking for sustainability projects, and they're being offered you know, some scheme, I don't know, might be in Africa or somewhere like that, that, they feel a bit detached from it. Yeah. But if they see it on their own, and they literally can come here and, and see what their investment, if you like, is, as, is achieving, and their own employees can come and spend days out of the office doing team building and tree planting or whatever, and, and we, we've, we're seeing that more and more. They want to get involved themselves. It needs to be local to them. And I think what will happen is that that same thing will happen in the Derbyshire businesses around, yeah, yeah. around that project. Yeah, yeah. We've got another one in Norfolk yeah. where I think that's going to come to fruition too. Right. So there'll be like satellites of it and we will just, you know, our website and our product range, for want of a better way of putting it, will be made available on assets that we don't actually
0: own, right. but we just sort of sharing, if you like, in the idea. That sounds very powerful. And I, I particularly like the idea that we get employees of companies out. Yeah. And when, I, when I've, I've done, through my work, I've, I've had people from all sorts of walks of life. One of my favorite memories was um, a lady who'd, who'd worked in the um, biscuit factory in Carlisle. And we'd taken her out tree planting. She was on her knees, she was covered in mud. <laughs> And she said, to, she looked up at me, she said, Peter, I've been on custard creams for 17 <laughs> years. This is the best day of my life. Well, I totally get that. But how yeah. do we get to people of, of, of all walks of life, all ages, all, all creeds, colours, whatever, to think about nature conservation? And the way we do that is by getting them onto sites and talking to them about it. But it's a very difficult ask. Unless it's through something like a company or a volunteer group yeah. or whatever.
1: No, I th- I I think you're right, and um, thankfully, you know, we've woken up to this idea, uh, or 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 they've they've come chasing it, one or the other, and we we're now it's now part of our routine almost to welcome groups like that, and we've done we must have done it eight times this this planting season alone. But they'll also come out of out of that tree um your tree planting phase they'll come and and take part in in maintenance as well right, i mean okay. we're, we're being asked to do that too so right. um yeah it's 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 got a, a very bright future that part of it definitely
0: well as we're getting towards the end of the walk chris all i can say is thank you so much for spending time with me today um i'm just going to hang around the wood and, and and actually listen to these birds and get some recordings of these hopefully but it's it's really lovely to have worked with you for over a dozen years and see that you're just, you've just, from that, that, those early days of not knowing much, knowing you want to do something but not knowing really anything about nature conservation, to now be managing ancient woodlands, pasture, wildflower areas, wetlands, in the way you are doing, for nature and for people. Yeah is fantastic, wow. so I, it's been a joy, thank well,
1: you. Well, thank you, Pete, and thank you for the, again for that. It's not just the earliest advice, you've been, you've been on the end of a phone or email, well, throughout, and, um, and your colleagues as well, that yeah. you've introduced us to, so, you know, a big thank you to you too, because actually, without your initial push and, and enthusiasm of yeah, your own, yeah. we wouldn't have realized it was possible, actually, we really wouldn't, and going back to that first moment you know, like you say, the flock of finches, or the time we were there as well, when the air, the trees were in the ground, uh, and the air was absolutely full of buzzing, you yeah, know, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally and metaphorically, if yeah. you like. And that, those moments tell you that you're doing the right thing.
0: <laughs> Great. That's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Um, hopefully we'll be here in the next ten years and see another yeah. suite of changes. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just going to have five minutes with the birds okay. because they are clearly loving it. It's a bit like um, some kind of religious experience. (laughs) One of the amazing things about my work has been to meet all these people and to see what they're trying to do for nature conservation and farming and joining those two things together. But one of the joys for me is actually that I might work with somebody on a site for a while and then I maybe not see them for two or three or four, even five years, but then I go back for a reason. I remember those sites or those places when I first went there and I get the chance to go back and see them when work's happened, when things have changed. And it was lovely to walk around Chris's site and see so much change and just to hear and see nature coming back. Beautiful, wonderful thing. Next week, We are back to Cumbria. A great interview with Chris Hodgson from Rydal. Chris is a sheep farmer through and through. You can hear in that interview just how much fun we have uh, gently taking the Michael out of each other. So do listen in next time to Chris Hodgson um, on Tree Amble Podcast. You've been listening to the Tree Amble Podcast, written and produced by myself, Pete Leeson. My special thanks go to Pete Ord for his awesome production and mixing skills. And actually, Pete and Pete, both of us, we wrote the music, so thanks very much to Pete for his input there. The recording was on location with mixing and production at the studio at Sunbeams, part of the Annie Mawson Sunbeams Music Trust. Thanks also to all those lovely people who were interviewed, Simon Wakefield for the artwork, and my special thanks go to those who gave me the confidence and support to make this happen. Angela, Anne, Catherine, Tim, Tim, Kevin, Emma, Nick and Paul, thank you